Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. Episode 76 of For Future Considerations. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Manny. As always, the guys are here, Matt and John. Fellas, how are you? Are you getting ready to go out trick-or-treating this weekend? Happy Halloween. I can't wait, boys. I got my slutty nurse costume all ironed and ready to go. (laughs) Nice. John, you're a cat, right? You're a fox. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the silver <No>. fox. Wow. <laughs> a shirt undone, one too many buttons, you know, the single chest hair sticking out the top, uh-huh. you know. Oh, yeah. Bruce. Right. The Speedo. Yeah, Scott's going as Magnum PI all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How's it going, boys? Do you guys like Halloween? It's like. Is this a big time of year for you? Yeah, I like Halloween. I, I always used to love going out when I was a kid, and uh, we did get someone's brother or parent to go and uh, take us out and drive us around so we could maximize our candy intake. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun with the kids, right? I, I, I get a costume uh, every year that uh, that I've taken them out, and they uh, they get a good cook out of it and wander them around the neighborhood. And I mean, it's, it's fine. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I handed out candy if i didn't have kids i probably wouldn't give a shit but uh it's 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 fun with them it's fun with them yeah so uh i usually trade off either handing out caddy or candy or going out but whenever i go out i have to have the yeti Mm -hmm. right with a little bit of alcohol in it to make to make the trek all that more eventful yep so yeah, Manny heckling the kids on their costumes as he's drunk. <laughs> you don't look like a werewolf. Yeah, ripping the masks off kids' faces. <laughs> You're a ghost. Like a video I sent you this week of the woman with Michael Myers mask uh, behind the door. <laughs> the husband doesn't act scared, and then when she takes it off, he does. <laughs> that was priceless. I saw that. That's a great one. Yeah, I saw that going down a rabbit hole at 2 a.m. and I thought I was going to send it to you guys. And I thought, nah, they're all sleeping. Next morning, I next day, I see it and Matt sent it out. It was amazing. Well, whatever you're doing for Halloween, be safe this weekend. Enjoy it out with the kitties. Hopefully the weather, wherever you are, is fantastic. I just remember that we would always plan it that we would do a pit stop back at our house. Yep. Like empty the bag and then go back out yep. again did you guys ever do that yeah, always we did a drop off point yep for sure i just yeah. i can't believe just over the years how few kids it seems like there are now like i, I maybe I, i'm just inflating it from from memory but like i remember my parents buying candy and they're you know they're buying for like 
250 300 sometimes and and a lot of these places now like i remember handing them out uh last year uh, um you know we had had one box of i think 90 candies and then like a box of chips or something and i went home with a pretty hefty (laughs) bundle of that so like i think now on a good year it seems like you get like 50 or 60 where before it was like 300 for fun totally agree totally agree yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. Kids don't want candy anymore. God, that was like my well, it was like my Christmas. I used to live for that. Yeah. It's the damn parents, Rashad. It's the damn parents. <laughs> <laughs> These lazy dads don't want to walk up and down the street without their yeti. That's the problem. <laughs> hey, bring the yeti. That's all I say. You'll be good, nice and warm. Hot toddies. Yeah, you'll Hot tire toddies the kids everywhere. Out. I don't want to do this anymore, Dad. A couple more blocks. <laughs> it's, it's only 11.30. You <laughs> wimp. Did you get a full chocolate bar yet? That's what I need right now. Yeah. That was always the thing. There was always that rumor of that house. It's like, oh, there's that house up the block. They give out full-size candy bars. And then you'd go there and they never did. You're yeah, like, there was the full-size candy bars. And then there was the one house that had the pencil. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, they gave a. Uh, I did have that. Yep. Really? Pencils. Oh yeah. Pencils? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I re- I remember not that long ago. Uh, I was I saw some friends uh, that had posted and they had the loot and uh, next to it they had like it was almost like a beginner geometry kit. Like it had like yeah. a ruler and a pencil and like a protractor. Like this is what you gave kids for Halloween. You don't you don't deserve to have windows. Uh, that's uh, your house. That's yeah. that's. That's not cool, man. <laughs> Do you remember being a child? <laughs> I never got a geometry step uh, set once, but I did get post-it notes once. Oh, you know, like, man. Who's giving out post-it notes? <laughs> sure, I was in grade 13, but <laughs> I really didn't need You still weren't using notes. them. <laughs> you just went back the next day with one post-it note and put it on the door that just said, F you. <laughs> How you like them apples? And just throw apples at the house. Hey, while you're out walking with the kids, you don't want to pay attention to them anyways. Throw on one of the more recent podcasts. This week was great. We had a debate episode early in their week. We talked about the Halloween candy. We talked about running and drinking beer. We talked about the Adele song, the brand new fantastic Adele song. We talked about a little bit of sports, too. So uh, get, get yourself uh, some fill on there. Isn't there some big baseball stuff happening right now? I think we talked about that a couple days ago. <laughs> and uh, remember, if you have suggestions for upcoming episodes, um, whether it's guests or topic suggestions, let us know through our social media accounts. Or you can email us your questions and comments at forfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. Yeah, and find us on social media as well. Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram. And for future considerations on Facebook as well. Find out which of the three of us was showing off the most cleavage on Halloween night. (laughs) I got the silver fox. (laughs) (laughs) Now on this episode of the OT, we have a special guest. Someone who I just met two years ago. Less than a month before this pandemic hit and someone who has developed a very cool program focused around the game we all love the game of hockey he is the co-founder of the beer league hockey practice please welcome to for future considerations pete monroe pete welcome to the podcast bud 
Thanks for having me, brother. Nice to be yeah. here. In, uh, in Peterborough, Ontario. Of yes, all sir. Places, right? Go Pete. The, the borough. Oh, go Pete. It's my borough, actually. It's just your borough? It's Pete's <laughs> borough, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm Peterborough Pete. <laughs> yes. <laughs> actually, that'd be a great gig for you. When you're it done working be. with Woody and all those guys. Yeah. Like, that's a great side gig. Yeah, it would be sweet. And we're friends with uh, with a lot of the staff, and we have our season seats and get to spend a lot of time at the Memorial Center. It's just home away from home. We love it. Right on. I can only imagine if there's hockey connected that that's somewhat how you and Manny got uh, brought together. But but how did you get to know Manny a couple of years ago? So on the road with the Spitfires, Manny was calling the game, and we have a mutual friend, uh, Steve Woodall, the Woodies. Uh, shout out to Sam and Ruby and Vicky. And uh, Steve is a good people connector, so he made sure that uh, Manny and I and my wife uh, got to meet up at the game. And fortunately, we were able to get access to the radio booth, and we brought Manny a beer, And unless that's not allowed, in which case it was a bottle of water. And uh, <laughs> we started, we hung out, we met, we shook hands, and while he was calling the game, we were kind of just hanging out and watching. And then in between, you know, during the commercials, we just shoot the breeze. And uh, that was a particularly special game. Uh, we refer to it as the fight game, and not because there was a fight, because those are quite common among the players. But while Manny's calling the game, he's you know he's doing the play-by-play. The Spitfires are on a, on a power play, and as he's going in between calling the game on the ice, he's also calling a fight that's broken out in the crowd <laughs> right in front of him. So it's like, right, you know, puck comes along the board, shot from the points, blocked, and he clears his own, and someone throws a right hook and spills a beer on the row in front of him. And it was so weird and so funny and, and uh, absolutely a, a memorable game for sure. And, like, it was hilarious because the crowd, like the entire Memorial Center, 4,000 people are all standing up not watching the game and instead <laughs> watching the hubbub going on in the crowd between uh between the, the the fans that were fighting each other i still don't know what they were fighting about but man what a show i i tell you if you took manny out to a restaurant and he was the only person in there something ridiculous is gonna happen so that doesn't <laughs> surprise me at all <laughs> yeah so a pete it's not the first time a beer has been delivered to the road broadcast but <laughs> okay, Matt Matt Good and John know. can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, secondly, if you ever been in Peterborough, the the broadcast booths are so close to the stands. Basically the the row right in front of you is a row of stands of fans sitting there. And they're all standing up at this time when somebody sucker punches another guy right by the Pete's bench. So you can hear the fans in the background. They're pointing. I'm trying to call the play on the ice, trying to call the fight at the same time. Pete's <laughs> Pete and his wife are reaching over, trying to look at all the activity. It's unbelievable. <laughs> A night to remember, indeed. Well, yeah, I remember awesome. one time when I was in the booth with you, Manny. It was the most penalty-filled game I have ever seen in my life. Manny goes, oh, you don't have to do any play-by-play or any color. He goes, just uh, help me keep track of the penalties and keep track of the time if there are overlapping penalties, stuff like that. And there were more penalties in that game than any hockey game I have ever witnessed in my life. So <laughs> wow. the three you of us. bit him, off more than you could chew. Yeah, him, me, and the newspaper <laughs> guy are all trying to figure out, okay, who's on a power play right now? How many, how many seconds are left in this overlapping? Because they didn't have room 
to put them all up on the scoreboard, so we were having to keep track of them in the book. It was terrible. <laughs> Did they have room in the box? Uh, no, <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no. Three of them had to go to the dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about it. Or they sat in Section D at the Memorial <laughs> yeah. Arena there. So something uh, crazy always happens when you're calling a game with Manny, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. should come with us on one of our road trips to Saginaw. hey wasn't that the game no it was in plymouth where somebody delivered us some beer and matt's standing next to four-time stanley cup champion chris draper drinking a beer in the in the broadcast booth and he says i like the way you guys call a game (laughs) so (laughs) that's high praise that is high praise so let's talk about this hockey program that you've started it's called the beer league hockey practice so tell us about it well it's called what it is and that's definitely one of the things that we wanted to make sure of in the name is that people know what they were signing up for when they heard about it um but essentially i didn't start playing hockey until i was 30 so i was living in toronto and i sought out a beginner league to join and it was an absolute blast it was so cool just being in a position with other adults who are new to the game and uh, we, we would do like uh, uh, 10 weeks of um, sort of learning how to play followed by a 10-week season. And it was so much fun. It's like Timbits hockey, except everybody's like six foot four on their skates. And um, it was a really wonderful environment because, you know, you don't stand out as the guy who doesn't know what he's doing. No one knows what they're doing. And, it, and it's wicked. And so when my wife and I moved to Peterborough, there wasn't anything like it uh the closest thing we'd have to end up um driving to oshawa just for for me to be able to get out on the ice and and join an adult learn to play program and so um shelby has a background in marketing and uh an incredible background in hockey she was a d1 ncaa full ride scholarship recipient for uh, quinnipiac university so she's like lights out holy cow crazy good at hockey um and i have a background in in marketing and entrepreneurship as well and so you know we just decided to start one so it was february 29th of 2020 i remember because it was the the leap year day and we had rented out the memorial center for a couple hours and we'd um we put out some feelers for some people who'd want to come and give it a try so we did like a, a free skate um ordered the jerseys uh had buddies of mine come out with uh with cameras to take some video and some pics and uh we captured a a really cool promo video and and some shots we could use for promo and we put it out there in the world after booking some ice and uh and it filled up quick and we were so pumped and like super excited to get it going and then two three weeks later obviously uh covid threw its (laughs) wrench in the works and tried to screw it up for us but um, you know, despite having to deal with, um, you know, what, what COVID was throwing at us and, you know, go on hold for a little while, um, to wait out some lockdowns, we did it. It was awesome. It was a huge success. Um, we had a, a number of different skates going on each week. Um, the coaches are awesome. The people were awesome. Great feedback to help us build the program and improve it. And this year we decided Okay, you know, after a, a tough year and, and what's looking like the opportunity for people to get back at it, um, we wanted to open it up again in Peterborough and, and decide to expand to four new markets. So um, this season we're in Peterborough, Oshawa, um, Kitchener, 
Hamilton and Windsor. Wow, you don't waste any time, right? Like we, you're going for punishment there. Yeah, we like we bit off a little more than we could chew. I would say it was <laughs> it's been a pretty ridiculous last month or so, um, but we learned a lot from this expansion and um, had a lot of help and re- like I said, really good coaches, really good people um, that have their own passion for for what we're doing as well, and they've all been really helpful and. Um, through a whirlwind of the last few weeks, we've managed to, to get it all done. All of the different uh, first practices were within a week of each other. So Friday, we were in Kitchener, and then Sunday, we were in Windsor, and then Monday, Hamilton, Tuesday, Peterborough, and then uh, on Wednesday was the second Peterborough session and the first Oshawa session. So we've been on the road a lot and just going wild, but um, it's been amazing. It's so cool seeing people out there um it's a mix of skill levels for for the most part uh some people are out there skating for the first time in their lives and and that's really cool to see somebody have the courage to go and try something like that as an adult um and then others are like me maybe been playing for a few years and and want to continue improving um it's hard if you just play if you join a beer league um you know regardless of the skill level you don't really have the puck on your stick for more than you know maybe 45 seconds a night in total uh, and it, it's hard to improve. It's hard to get better when you don't get touches. And so that's kind of the environment that we're trying to build is, you know, somewhere that's safe for somebody who is interested in the sport, but feels like maybe they uh, lost their chance because they didn't play when they were kids or can't find anywhere that they don't feel intimidated to to go out there and give it a shot. Um, and anyone who just wants to work out, wants to work on their skills, just likes the environment. Uh, a lot of people sign up because they say they want to be able to keep up with their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people sign up who are actually who are coaches, um, and they're you know put in the position where uh, no one else is signing up to coach this team, so they just step up and do it despite maybe not having a lot of experience with the game. And this gives them an opportunity to feel more comfortable. They are around really high quality instructors that that we have uh, that we've hired. Um, but also they just get to get better themselves and relate a little bit with the kids that are learning as well. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's, we, we think it's the best sport in the world and, and in too many circumstances, people feel like it's out of their reach and we just kind of want to be able to, to bring it to them and, and put them in a position to feel comfortable giving it a shot. You mentioned um, really high quality instructors. Where did you find your instructors? Um, are they volunteers so, or did you seek them out or? We do, we do pay the instructors. Um, if, I mean, um, we, we put out a, a social media um, ad in search of coaches, and I was actually before we launched the actual programs. So we got some people who had applied through that, but actually most of the coaches that we have um, saw the ads for registration and said, guys, this is a really cool idea. I'd love to be a part of it. Is there anything I can do to help? And through a lot of those conversations, they ended up being the right people to, to lead the sessions. Um, we're always looking for more. I mean, um, when if if there's a coach, let's say, or an instructor that can't make it one day, it's always good, obviously, to have somebody uh, who can step in as a backup. Um, the programs are, are, are quite well organized and well put together. So, you know, uh, the, the coaches know going into that practice sort of what the, the theme of that night's going to be and, and what they're going to work on. And if they end up having to step away, someone else can move in and sort of pick up where they left off. And then when the coach comes back, they sort of know what was covered the previous week, right? Mm. 
Um, but yeah, so they're from from far and wide. Um, uh, the coaches are coming from all sorts of different uh, backgrounds in hockey. Um, Dave Marion, one of the one of the instructors in in Windsor, um, great hockey player, really talented skater. Um, but when we're finding our instructors, when we're when we're uh, building the roster of coaches, really, what's more important to us is that they're good people. Um, you know, there's no there's no scouts in the stands. There's there's nobody trying to make it to the show who's going out what? there. What? There's no expect- scouts in the stands. <laughs> I mean, to the best to the best of my knowledge, um, there's nobody out there looking to looking to draft for their club until the first um, person comes and, out of the beer league uh, hockey practice as a 36 yeah. year old <laughs> undrafted rookie to the anaheim ducks <laughs> love it um so really the focus is making sure that they are somebody who can take away the intimidation factor and make it fun obviously they have to be good at hockey and know what they're talking about um but it's not necessary that there's some like elite level like you know, can work with Connor McDavid and show him a thing or two. Um, so much as you know, they're they're uh, good communicators. Um, you know, they they project well when they're out there on the ice and they're explaining the drills. And you know, they encourage people to try fall. Like we celebrate falling. If you're falling, it means you're trying. And we want to create that kind of environment, right, where um, people are giving it all they got and and don't feel like. Um, if they're not good at it, that they don't belong. If they're not good at it, they're right where they're supposed to be. So how does it all work? You you sign up, you register for it. Uh, you know, there's a number of different weeks and such. Um, are we doing drills throughout? Like, are you working on four checks, or are you working on specific like skating with the puck, passing, receiving a pass, that kind of stuff? Yeah. So each practice is going to be. Um, first of all, sort of catered towards the skill level. Um, in Peterborough, we've been around for long enough to build up a client base where we're able to separate the beginner and intermediate classes. Um, we've launched in just to just fill one class in, in each of the other markets for now, which is how we've done it leading up until now in Peterborough, and it's been great. But essentially, um, there'll be a theme to each practice where there's a little bit more of a focus on, let's say, skating or passing or shooting or positional play. But ultimately, we'll kind of split them into into um, three sections. So first is a warm up, and we focus on skating. So a lot of the fun- fundamentals, like you know, uh, doing C cuts and um, making sure that your form is 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 proper when uh, you're skating, either forwards or backwards. Um, running through sort of simpler skating drills, like you know, go to every face off dot on the rink and stop facing the same direction. And then on your way back, stop facing the other direction. Um, so yeah, a lot of like drills and skating focused, um, um, practice pieces. And then in the middle, we'll do passing drills, uh, whether it's sort of solos weaving between cones and then receiving a pass from the coach and then going and shooting on the net or, um, you know, passing plays between, two skaters uh, as simple as pass it back and forth going up the side of the ice and then shoot on the goalie or eventually we'll end up getting into more complicated drills that um, you know help with breakouts and positioning and things like that that require a little bit more focus and a little bit more sort of role based um, positioning in the drill and then towards the end of, of every practice as long as we have time we like to do a little shinny 
it's always fun to apply what you've learned into a hockey situation. And especially for a lot of the beginners, it's the first time they're ever going to be quote unquote playing hockey. And it's just a blast. Everyone, you know, finishes off strong. It's fun. Um, and you get to see as the weeks progress, um, how much better everybody's getting and how much more confident they're getting with the puck. And, um, yeah, essentially, you know, setting it up. So it's a, it's a good combination of challenging people and working them hard and, 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 working on their conditioning and getting their heart rates up and all that, but then also just, you know, give them some thrills and, and put them in a hockey situation and, and say go. So you're on the ice for how long? How long is each weekly session? They're an hour. Often an hour. Uh, a little shy of an hour because they got to take into account the the time to flood the ice. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, same same time every week uh, for, for one hour. Um, we split the, the year into two seasons. So there's the fall season which is anywhere from 10 to 12 weeks, depending on the market. And then the winter season, um, which is the same, that'll start in January. And um, I mean, we'll see, we'll see how things go uh, with, with ice availability and, and feedback and uh, you know, the, the, the whole pandemic thing, hopefully eases up a bit. I'm amazed that you have a, this kind of feedback that you can expand into multiple markets, but you've got beginner and intermediate like yeah like how does well, that work when they're both on the ice that way so you you cater to the skill level of the skaters running the drill and when you're running the drill let's say it is a, a drill that requires two people you pair up with someone who's around the same skill level as you and now you're not holding someone back and you don't feel like you're over your head so that sort of naturally ends up happening. But then also, you know, you can add elements of difficulty to a drill where, you know, even if we're saying, okay, everyone, you know, this drill, we're going to skate around the circles and we're going to do crossovers. And then the next drill, we're going to skate around the circles. We're going to do backwards crossovers. If the person feels like they just really want to work on forwards and they don't want to bother with backward crossovers yet because they don't feel comfortable with doing it forwards, just do it the way that you're comfortable. And again, we want to challenge people. We want to push them and, and you know, get close to being outside their comfort zone. But like, you know, you're, they're paying good money to be here and enjoy themselves as much as they're paying good money to be there and improve. And so, you know, as much as we can encourage them to, to, to do their best, ultimately, you know, often their best is, I just really want to work on being able to stop with my left foot and my right foot. <laughs> and so often that just ends up being what they'll try to do more often than not during those drills. Um, just sort of focus on what they know that they need to work on. Um, ultimately, though, anybody who's a, an actual beginner, because even in the beginner classes, there's people who've, you know, skated before um, or anybody who's good at skiing seems to be able to pick up skating relatively easily or at least easier than somebody like me who didn't even snowboard or skateboard or anything i rollerbladed you don't stop the same on asphalt i'll tell you that much yeah um but um but Try yeah to stop with it, your left foot that way right yeah, yeah fortunately there's grass on the other side of the curb um but yeah so there, there's a mix of skill levels and you know the hockey community is supportive there's nobody out there pointing fingers and saying, ha ha, when somebody falls, when somebody falls, everyone's tapping their sticks on the ice and congratulating them for, for giving it a go. 
And so often we'll even see some of the more advanced players like given some some pointers and tips and tricks and helping out the beginners and making them feel welcome and, and comfortable and um, just it's awesome. Like what we've so seen, cool. yeah. what we've seen from the coaches, what we've seen from the skaters. It's such a an incredibly supportive uh, environment where people again because it's such an intimidating game for people to be scared shitless to strap on skates probably not even really knowing how to put their skates and their gear on when they get there and they step out on the ice and you can tell like you know even for me for the rest of my life i started skating when i was 30 anybody who grew up skating will look at me skating and be like that guy's new it is. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how how good i it just it doesn't quite look natural if you didn't do it from growing up but if you saw me five years ago when i first started not knowing how to stop, not knowing how to transition from forwards to backwards, barely being able to do crossovers. And the only reason I was able to do it was because I did it when I was rollerblading and kind of the mechanics are the same. But if you saw the difference between me now and me then, you would know that I've been practicing, not saying that I'm good. I'm still a total plug, but I am I am less shitty at hockey, considerably less shitty at hockey than I was um, five years ago. What kind of uh, forms or insurance do I need for when I go ass over tea kettle doing backwards crossovers and end up mildly concussed? (laughs) Fortunately, we don't bring a tent or anything. We'll probably just get 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 your wife to come pick you up. Um, But we do have we have insurance. It's a a mandatory part even of uh, of renting renting the ice. So as far as liability, we're we're all right. We're in the clear. So what do I need Um, if I'm if I'm just if I'm starting if I'm interested in in joining this? What do I need? Do I need to provide my own equipment? Do I need to bring a a friend? Like what what have you found works best for the people that are just starting out? So we have a list on our website actually called "What Do I Need." Um, well, hell yeah! There we go, Pete. The, the, <laughs> here, just let me share the link. Um, and it's it's the gear. Uh, we recommend full equipment. Uh, some people decide, you know, not to wear shoulder pads or whatever. And if that's what they decide, then then that's okay. We highly recommend wearing as much protective equipment as possible. Um, masks or visors are mandatory with the helmets um but essentially yeah you gotta you gotta gear up you gotta have skates and socks and a and a and a jocker jill and you gotta get the um the knee and and shin pads you gotta have the pants you gotta get the shoulder pads the elbow pads the gloves the stick the helmet uh we provide a jersey and beer (laughs) nice (laughs) you don't have to bring your own beer to the first practice which is nice um but yeah, like anything you would need to actually play in the game of hockey, you you, you gotta gotta gear up and sh- and show up. And one of the things that uh, that we're working on is connecting with um, different organizations that can sort of help provide some extra value to the skaters. So the welcome kits right now in some markets will include like a um, free skate sharpening card, so you can bring that into the to the you know the local source for. For, for sports and and that's a way for them to get value in bringing these people into their establishment um we want to keep those kinds of partnerships growing so um often we'll recommend to people who are new to go to like a used sports equipment place if they just kind of want to um get in at the at the least expense possible um i i did that sort of like i i got 
I got skates from a friend when I was younger and I used those when I started. And once I got obsessed, I went and spent like 900 bucks on a new pair of skates <laughs> thinking maybe it would help me be better at skating. And, uh, it kind of worked, um, <laughs> but the, um, yeah, it's like, uh, you, you gotta, you gotta be ready to, to, uh, gear up and go out and play. And, and we're hoping to be able to connect with some, some companies, some brands that can, help provide a value to the members who sign up and, and maybe, you know, cut them a break, especially considering it is quite the investment. Like if you're going all used, you're probably looking at, you know, 500 bucks at least to get all the gear to be able to get out on the ice and go. So it, it's definitely uh, an investment and an expensive sport for sure. But fortunately as adults, unlike when you're buying your kids stuff, you don't have to replace it every two years because you grow out of it. <laughs> Um, do you have to be a certain age group or is this for, is it for adults or teenagers or? I mean, if you're under 19, you don't get the beer, right? but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Shucks. we've had a few, we've had a few teenagers, yeah, we'll just give it to their parents. We've had a few teenagers <laughs> sign up. Um, a, there's one who's 15 who's signed up for the winter season and I think it's in Oshawa. Um, and there's no reason why. Uh, uh, you know, because essentially, if you're 15, you're probably about 12 years late getting in the game if you're trying to just get into the sport. And so, um, <clears throat> there's really no reason why um, younger people can't sign up. But we have one gentleman in Windsor whose first practice actually was this past Sunday. He signed up uh, and got in one week late. Uh, his name's Ed, and he's 73. Wow, that's awesome. That's so it's awesome. quite, That's great. quite the age range. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even He's tell you He's just there the for average. the beer, though. Yeah, right? totally. <laughs> totally. Um, I was going to ask you, too, do you find that, um, have you had a lot of new Canadians, people who are trying to come to the country and sort of get involved in the national sports so they can feel like they're more a part of the country? Yes, that is definitely, um, you know, from our perspective, as far as, um what, what we would consider a target market. Um, that's definitely a group that we want to speak to. Um, we do have quite a few new Canadians who sign up to be a part of it. And it's awesome seeing them get out there and, and a lot of them kind of step out and they're very wide eyed out on the ice and, and it's something completely foreign and different to them. Um, and again, I think, you know, anybody who can pick up their life and move to a completely new country obviously has a lot of courage in the first place so it's no surprise that they're out there giving something like this a try um but yeah i think you know uh new canadians people like me who grew up and just didn't happen to play um i'm sure you know if if i had asked my parents and told them i really want to play ice hockey i'm sure they'd have put me in but they kind of just left me to my devices and i ended up being a drummer instead i don't know if they uh mm -hmm. if they prefer that <laughs> waking up early and taking me to <laughs> hockey practice um, but yeah, so like the, you know, the types of people that, that join beer league hockey practice are from all walks of life, uh, all different ages. Uh, I'd say about 30% or so of the, of the people who sign up are ladies, which is awesome as well. Um, you know, often we'll get calls from ladies who are interested in signing up and they just don't want to be, you know, the, the one person out of the 24 out there on the ice. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a, a lady. So um, they take a lot of comfort in the fact that that they're not out there alone and it's so cool like even you know you walk by the dressing room and you can hear them shooting the breeze in in the in the dressing room together before and after practice it's just so cool like 
because that's part of it too, right? The camaraderie and the ability to meet people and um, definitely opens people up a lot, you know, um, when, you, when you're vulnerable like that out there basically saying, I'm not very good at this and I'd like to get better. Uh, I think that opens a lot of people up to, uh, you know, meeting, meeting new people and um, we, I guess, you know, create an environment where uh, everybody who steps out on the ice has something in common. Pete Monroe is our guest, the co-founder of the Beer League Hockey Practice. Uh, how many people do you have enrolled then? Congratulations on the expansion. It sounds amazing. Thank you. How Thank many you. people? You, how many people you have enrolled now? So we have a. Um, we try to cap it at twenty-four skaters and anywhere between two and four goalies per session. Uh, we have two sessions in Peterborough: uh, the one in Kitchener, the one in Oshawa, the one in Hamilton, and the one in Windsor, and they're all sold out. Wow. wow so whatever that math is some hundred and six hundred and fifty some people. odd people yeah. yeah 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 right i forgot to carry the two yeah, yeah, yeah. in the math equation there. That's, right yeah that's a lot that's of beer. bunch yeah, right? that's... <laughs> yeah yeah we've got a, a cool uh partnership with uh with uh, a brewer um locker room lager from um post-game brewing um i've got a do i want to say this on the radio i have a skid of their two fours of beer in my garage uh ready to be distributed as necessary pete, i won't tell pete monroe's it. address is <laughs> peterborough pete remember <laughs> that's right uh, well actually matt and i just had some of the locker room beer last week actually so oh, nice. yeah yeah it was, it was really, really good. Real good it was really good yeah there's so, uh sorry there's local breweries that we're going to be partnering with in each community as well um that's something this whole, the whole opportunity to support local is definitely something that we want to take advantage of. Uh, you know, as much as we are based in Peterborough, we want to be, uh, in the position to support every community that we're part of. Um, goal is to try to support some of the minor hockey associations as well with, uh, any sponsorship opportunities that come our way. Uh, there's one in Windsor we'll be announcing shortly as well, which is really cool. Great. Um, but yeah, um, more more things to come in both uh, the welcome kits and hopefully the community abroad. Great. Everyone gets a welcome kit like you mentioned. That's great. You're sold out in yeah. all these markets. Like, what's your goal? Are you are you expanding across Ontario, across Canada? Global domination. <laughs> the Czech Republic. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um I think right now we're letting the dust settle and we're learning what we learned from this initial expansion. Um, but I don't see a reason why, um, based on the success of these expansions, um, why we can't continue to grow. Uh, the speed at which we grow, I think, uh, is still up in the air. Uh, as of right now, kind of slow and steady would be our approach, I think. Um, but we've had people who've found out about it, uh, who live in different cities, reach out and ask, um, you know, lots of people from London are asking us to come there. Lots of people from Kingston asking us to go there. Um, I think, I don't know, I guess we got something kind of special and cool and there's no reason necessarily to take our foot off the gas, maybe a little bit less gas than the last <laughs> six weeks or so, but, um, yeah, I think it, it's something, um, we don't, also want to lose sight of um making sure that the programs that we have in market now in these five cities aren't kick-ass we want to you know we don't want to say okay cool these are all set up let's move on to some next ones we want to make sure that they go well 
um, lots of ideas floating around, um, you know, for, for guest coaches. Um, it'd be cool to get, um, you know, some local hockey legends in each community to just kind of pop by even just for like a meet and greet or to show someone like to lead one drill that mm-hmm. they're one of, you know, this was my favorite drill when I was learning to play hockey kind of thing. I think that could be a really cool addition. And a lot of the people who sign up who are beginners um, aren't in a league and this is kind of the only hockey they've got and they're practicing and we kind of feel like, you know, what are they working towards? We're not in a position right now necessarily to, to start our own league. I think we're more positioned to try to support leagues that exist in, in the markets we're in. Um, but uh, all that being said, we want to work towards something. So uh, one of the ideas that we're, we're floating around and I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to be pulling the trigger on it soon is doing a charity hockey tournament and uh, hosting it in a different city every year. So um, in February, we're, we're looking to do a, a pond hockey charity tournament in Peterborough and extend an invitation to the beer league hockey practice members in all of these different communities. Because why is it just your kids that get to hop on a bus and go to some other town and go and hang out with their buddies and play hockey together? I see no good reason why, you know, one weekend in the year, grown-ups can hop on a, a party bus and put their gear underneath and hit the road for a four-hour trip from, from Windsor, or maybe five-hour trip from <laughs> Windsor to Peterborough, get a hotel room for, for the night, um, go and play hockey and drink some beers after and have a good time and high-five and be a part of this cool event that is just about them getting to have fun and, and support a, a local charity and um, you know put all of their new found hockey skills to good use. That sounds great. For you personally, has this become a full-time career? Or is this still sort of something you do on the side or? No, it's, it's definitely still a side gig. Um, I, I am happily and gainfully employed. Uh, I'm an account manager for, uh, for a company based in Toronto called 55 Rush. Um, I, I, I love where I work. I love the work I'm doing. A lot of what I've learned from doing that job has applied to me being able to do the work to, uh, to expand beer league hockey practice um obviously with the help of my my wife shelby if it wasn't for her this whole thing would have been a total disaster for sure um but uh i mean it's it's possible that we end up putting ourselves in a position to bring in some investors who want to build sweat equity and do some work in exchange for some ownership in the company or we hire somebody um, definitely not looking that far in the future necessarily as, as far as where the business will go and, and what it means for me and my, um, my employment circumstances. Um, but it's funny, we're, we're also looking to continue to grow uh, a different program that we started um, this summer. Similar approach, similar idea. Uh, instead of it being for hockey, it's for golf. And it's called Bogey School. And so... There's a, an eight-person group lesson with an instructor on the driving range and uh, the chipping green and, and putting green. Uh, after a one-hour lesson, you split into two foursomes and play nine holes of golf, and that's every week. And so it's sort of a similar approach. You, you sign up to be a part of this sort of organized learn-to-play uh, program, and, and uh, that also is something I think we're going to try to expand to an additional market or two. 
Um, but definitely right now, um, our heads are down and, and we're, we're just buried in beer league hockey practice. Holy shit, man. You and I need that golf school. I'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah. Coming to Windsor. Ooh. We definitely need him. Get Ed to join us too. Cause he's probably a better golfer yeah. than us. The 73 year old <laughs> who can yeah, probably, you, you can probably play hockey and golf better than the two yeah. of us combined. <laughs> Listen, you, Pete, you got you've got a great idea here. This Ooh, is fantastic, thanks, and it Thank really you. is. How how how? What's the not that you can? It sounds like you're sold out in all the markets. But what's the cost? How do people so, sign up? So we have um, registration available on our website. So what's sold out is actually the fall season. Um, like I said, we cap it at 24 skaters. So the 24 skaters in the fall season is full, uh, but the winter season starts on January 16th. Um, and that has a cost of $279 for the 11 week program. Great deal. Mm -hmm. You're on the ice for 11 weeks for an hour for 280 bucks. And you get, you get a gift bag and and beer. beer yeah. Yeah. Not That's a amazing. Bad, not a bad what's, setup. And what's the website? Give it out. It is www.beerleaguehockeypractice.com. That's cool up there. That's yeah, fan, that congratulations is, that's on your success. Billion dollar idea, man. Thank Congrats. you very much. And uh, if, I'll um, cash out right now. I'll put it all in <laughs> cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, talk to John about that, right? Talk to John about the crypto. <laughs> Got some great tips. And if you need any washed out broadcasters to come to your tournament in Peterborough, let us know. We'd love to come up. So Okay, there's already a team with your name on it, Manny. Perfect. Perfect. Our thanks again to Pete Monroe of the Beer League Hockey Practice. That, boys, is a billion-dollar idea. Unbelievable. What a great story. It really is. And the response is great to see that it's overwhelming. But... Uh, between the hockey and the golf ideas, I think he's got something cooking. Mm-hmm. And I I wouldn't be surprised if that is expanded across the country in the very near future. That's amazing. Yeah, I could definitely see that catching on because I don't know if you guys have noticed. I'm not up to your level of uh, sports ability. And uh, so if something like that was in my town, I think I would definitely consider doing it. I mean, um, I'm afraid to go out on the skates in front of anybody. So yeah. it would be a great opportunity to get out and learn in front of people who are just as bad or almost as bad as I am. Yeah, same for me. I've I'm, I'm never played an organized game of, of hockey in my life on the ice. I, I love the idea. I think it's it's fantastic. And, you know, if they do the golf and uh, and the hockey one, Rashad, maybe you can coach the football one. Yeah. I was just going to yeah. say that. I'm like, you could be an instructor yeah. for football <laughs> after the catch. Come and, come and meet John Rashad and Jerry Rice. <laughs> <laughs> Learn from the Learn best. Learn from the best. John. <laughs> Come on, John. You would do that, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I can tell you everything I know. you got to give back. <laughs> just, just close your eyes and put your hands out. <laughs> uh, but don't drink that beer. That's my... <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so that was a great conversation. And don't forget our first episode of the week, too, episode 75, as we mentioned earlier on. Uh, check it out. Listen to some great sports debate, including our picks for the World Series. 
Join the conversation as well. You can find us on social media, Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram. Again, beginning of the week, look for the highlight of the week. Stay tuned to what we've got going on, and then you can vote for that as well on those uh, those social channels uh, for future considerations on the Facebook as well. And you can also email us your questions and comments at forfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. Thanks for listening today. Have a great Halloween weekend. And stay tuned for more from For Future Considerations. Bye-bye. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage! And the editor that let it come out is garbage! You're still here? It's over. Go home.